Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Today is a special bonus episode with certified holistic health coach and Pilates instructor, Kelly Namiro. Kelly wanted to discuss how a long and steady process can help women work good habits into their everyday life in a long-lasting way. However, we decided to change gears right when we began the conversation, and we had a really enlightening conversation about women and body image, what it looks like to be intentional in regards to our mindset in this area. I won't share too much more, but this is one that if you've ever struggled with body image or honestly just are a woman looking to clear your mind of comparison in this area, this is for you. For those of you that are new around here, I release bonus episodes that just serve a niche part of my audience. So if this topic doesn't fit what you're looking for, join me back here next Tuesday for a conversation with renowned decluttering expert, Tracy McCubbin. All right, now for my conversation with Kelly Namiro. Okay, so I just asked you, Kelly, before we hit record, I was like, what should we focus in on today? Because health is very broad. There's so many different approaches to health these days. And what I've noticed in my own life is that when I have taken it back to simplicity and not overcomplicating it, I feel like I've never felt healthier. And that's kind of what I've been doing. Thousand percent. I feel like we overcomplicate things. And then we have social media like mixing up, which I'm on social media, but we have social media out there like mixing up the message with so many different points of view of like, do this diet, do this diet, do this cleanse. And it's like all of the answers are within us. And if we just take a moment to zoom out, pull it back for a second and say, okay, what would make me feel healthier? Is it taking 10 things off my to-do list or adding this cleanse on top of an already stressed out life? It's probably taking the 10 things off of your to-do list. And so the more we can shift our mindset and recognize simplifying and that all the answers are within us, the healthier and more energized and better in our bodies, we're going to start to feel. Absolutely. I was always someone looking for a quick fix in my twenties. Um, and I think there aren't quick fixes. I mean, we can debate dieting and the idea of losing weight. And I know there's like a body positivity movement, which I'm, I'm pro, but I'm also very pro health. And so I would never promote unhealthy lifestyles, but that's going to vary for every person. Right. So all that to say, do you remember the hot pepper challenge or what it was cayenne pepper lemon that like lemon and maple syrup yes oh my god yes so I did that when I was 21 for a day I made it a day and it was was like why am I doing that looking back sure I was I was very young but also why did I feel like I needed to do that to get healthy because it wasn't healthy because my mindset wasn't healthy anyways I think that what I do with a lot of my clients, and I think what we have to do as women is in in order to shift that mindset is recognize our bodies aren't a problem that need to be fixed because I'm right there with you. First of all, I am really dead in the middle of, there is this fine line between body positivity because we all have a healthy set point. So we have to recognize what our own set point is and start to get comfortable with that. And at the same point, we can't just be going out eating processed food and donuts and sugar and 
unhealthy fats at every single meal, because that's not good for our longevity. And that's what we all want to be around for. Like, I want to be here for my kids in 50 years. So I think that it's a, like I said, a really fine line. And that's the line that I help my clients to walk because it's about mindset and it's about how you really start to nourish yourself. But I think that most women fall into the category that both you and I did, where it's like, I, my body's a problem. I have to fix it to make sure that I'm not judged, to make sure that I'm accepted, to make sure that I, you know, am loved and valued, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so same here, like in my twenties, I was out there buying every single juice cleanse, doing the like master detox with the cayenne pepper. I remember like one of the last ones I did, which I love Saqqara. I love their meals. They have like plant-based meals, but they do a cleanse and I, they offered it like in an email. And I was like, yes, I need to do this. And I was like, right before my wedding mm-hmm. and I purchased it and I got it and I did day one and literally my husband looked at me and he, but we weren't married at the time. He goes, you want to go get a pizza? And I'm like, yes, like, yes, I mean, like, this is ridiculous. I'm starving. And then it would just reset a cycle where in the past, when I had done that, like I would do a cleanse and then my body would go into that restriction mode and I would end up maybe not the very next day off of the cleanse, but three weeks later having some sort of an overeating or binge cycle, because I didn't recognize that hormones are so tied to our hunger and fullness. So there's a physiological component and there's this mental component of, okay, if I can't have it, I want it more. And so getting to a place where I've fully accepted what my body's set point is, Mm -hmm. and I come from a place of abundance and nourishment rather than lack and restriction, Mm -hmm. it's actually completely transformed my body. I weigh less now than I did six years ago when I was trying to cut everything out. Yeah. It's less about my, my weight that does feel nice when you're at your weight that you like, but it's more about, wow, I can keep up with my son at the zoo for, we were at the zoo on Friday for six hours and I was capable. And I like to look to history and the way that our ancestors have lived even a hundred years ago. I don't think people necessarily like overthought this in the way that we do, because they were just living. They were just back to simplicity and movement and eating well. And again, people can go eat the processed foods. Sometimes it's really nice to have balance. Yeah. I, I like, I like to have a pop chart every now and then, but all that to say, if I'm doing that every day, there is going to be, I don't want to say a consequence, but going to show up in my health. If I continue to do that and I have to be okay with that because that's a choice that I made, I have to right. be aware of that choice and then say, this is going to be the outcome if I continue to do this. And so I would rather this outcome. And therefore it's easier for me to not say yes to that all the time. I, I seriously think that you completely hit the nail on the head. So the big focus of my practice with my clients is hormones. And like a lot of women will first come to see me and their biggest thing is I want to lose weight. Okay. How do I do that? Well, the science backed approach to weight loss is blood sugar balance. And so yes, is one pop tart going to impact your blood sugar and like your a one C level, is that going to show up when you do your lab work? No, but if you it's compounding. So if you have a pop tart and then a piece of cake, and then you make brownies with your kids. And then you have pizza that night for dinner. It's like, that's when it starts to show up on your A1C when every single day is compounded with those simple sugars, simple carbs, processed foods. So I think that like what I really strive for is living my life with 
the like 80, 20 rule. It's like, if I'm out and it's a special occasion and it's like the weekend or whatever, like, sure, I'll have a dessert. Like we went to Jackson last weekend for our anniversary. It's like I had dessert every night we were there, but then I come back. It's not like this mentality of Monday, I'm going to start over. It's like, okay, this is a new opportunity for me to nourish my body. How do I want to do that? What does that look like? I also didn't make it the entire weekend about a binge. It's like, okay, the next morning I'm going to have a smoothie with protein powder and greens and stuff like that for breakfast. So it's all about the balance, not that all or nothing mindset. And that is something again, that I really struggled with. It was always, okay, I I didn't end this the way that I wanted to. So I will start Monday, but for me, I actually had to get down to the fact where I'm like, every meal is another opportunity. Like if we actually look at our week as a whole, I can start at dinner. Your lunch was not good, quote unquote, not good, but start again at dinner, make a healthy choice. And that actually gave me a lot more freedom than having to wait even a a night because I I had to correct that and feel good. And I don't know, maybe some people can't relate to the things that you and I are talking about. Maybe they've already, maybe they've already turned us off, but I do think that I would be willing to bet that most women, this takes up some amount of time in their week that they do think about it. Even if it's very fleeting, we all think about this. We all think about it. Every time I have a new client come into my practice, when we go through their case review, which is like a 90 minute session that we have, there'll be some sort of shame around it. Like, oh my gosh, like I'm so embarrassed to say that I've done X, Y, and Z diet and I've gained all this weight or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, there's literally nothing to be ashamed about because as women, I think that to some degree or another, we've all been there. And so the more open we can be about it, the better. And I always think about the fact that like, yes, I still have those body image moments where I'm like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh God, I don't like the way that this fits today. Or I don't like the way that my legs look in this. And it's wait, let me zoom out. Let me take a step back and say, okay, how far have I come with all of this? Even if I don't like necessarily love the way that my body looks today, how can I live in it? And how can I nourish it and respect it, even if I'm not in love with the way that it looks? And that little shift right there really helps me to be like, okay, the mental power that I'm spending on this versus creating something, doing something in my business, doing something with my kids, it could be so much better spent. And so I drop it right there. It's just not worth it. Absolutely. And Getting into my, I'm on, I'm mid thirties. I have more confidence now more than ever, but I also feel like you get to know yourself and there are those parts on my body that are not my favorites, but sure. I don't necessarily play those up. I play the, the parts that I like, and maybe that's my eyes. And I do like a pretty smoky eye or something like that, or my hair. I have red hair and I always hated it as a kid. And dyed it black by accident at one point. And now I'm just like, this is what sets me <laughs> apart. So it is curious how we come into our own and we appreciate those things that maybe we once didn't. And honestly, appreciation and gratitude. I mean, that is how I live my minimalist lifestyle. And it's just being grateful for the things that I do have, because it's not great to compare ourselves, but you will see someone that's ill or you will see someone with that has less than you do. And it's like, I'm so fortunate and grateful for what I do have. And I think that keeps you in a healthy mindset too. Of This isn't about everyone else. This is about what I do what I can do. And if I do have goals, I want to meet, it's just me, myself and I, you know? Oh my gosh. Yes. I used to be the girl 
who compared myself. I think it's all part of that process of letting go of the diet culture, letting go of the mentality. Like I was the girl who compared myself to everybody else. And I spent so much mental space thinking about what if they're judging me? What if I don't look as good as my bikini as this person on the beach does? That is just never going to serve me because there are so many different things. One, there's no definition of perfect. And so we can just all let that go because my definition is going to be different than your definition. And two is my hormones are different than hers. My stress levels are different than hers, all of these different things. So it's like, there's no point in me comparing myself. All I can do is compare myself to the version of me last year, the version of me five years ago. And when I do that and I recognize how far I've come, man, what a difference in the way that you look at your goals Mm -hmm. going forward, because you're like, wow, I've done X, Y, and Z, then I can definitely do the next thing. I pre I I do preach a lot about the idea of rationality. And it's like, I have to detach my emotions from what is true. What do I know that is true? If I write down actual facts on a piece of paper, if I have to go that far and then detach emotionally from the things that are untrue that drive me. And so there were times in my twenties or even in my early thirties, that I'd be like, Oh, I just want to look good in a bathing suit. Like I want to feel like I look good in a bathing suit. But then I'm like, rationally, how many times a year am I in a bathing suit? Maybe twice. I don't, I live in Ohio, but anyways, why am I allowing something that I do not so often to drive my day to day, just a total waste of my time and energy. And it's sad to look back at how much I've wasted probably months of my life thinking about this kind of stuff. But in regards to anything that we do, just going back to that, what is true, what is true has been so helpful, even with the things that I own in my house. I don't need the big houses that I see, even in my neighborhood. I don't need that because what is true is that I like the space I've created for us and I can want to improve. We can do some little DIY or save up to have someone come and, and fix something that we don't like. But what is true is that I do like this space and I don't have to compare it to things that have nothing to do with me. I think that that is like such a, such a powerful statement. Our thoughts, I was telling somebody this the other day, our thoughts lie a lot. They lie to us a lot. There are so many limiting beliefs that we have that we learned and picked up, whether it's in childhood or from social media or wherever Mm -hmm. the case may be. And so such a helpful tip that you just shared with your audience, just pausing and reflecting when you feel like that anxious cycle going on, like, is this true? Is this actually true? Okay. If it's not, how can I reframe it? How can I see it differently? And I think that the comparison game can really get to us. We start to believe that we need all of these things, whether it's the body or the house or whatever the case may be. And it's like, in those moments, you can separate and recognize all of the people and things that I was doing that I could control that I could get rid of that were triggering for me. And when you can do that for yourself, wow, how liberating that really is. Yeah. I think for me, it is, it is so hard. It's, I don't want to sound critical with all of this. So much of it was driven by my vanity. Again, 
I will speak for myself. I felt like it was very selfish of me to constantly, I spent so much time thinking about myself, whereas I feel so much better when I shift the focus outwards. And again, since I've done that, things just kind of fall in line because you do start taking better care of yourself because you kind of have to, if you're focused outwards too, you need to be healthy for those around you or my little ones that I'm taking care of. And I just felt like, why do we elevate someone's physical form so much? And again, you look great. I'm not going to say that you don't, but why is that a defining characteristics that we value as a society so much? And when I kind of came out of my season, I think I said this on the Christy Sumer episode, what got me out of that as well was looking at some of my best friends and we all have different body types and I don't love them because of their body type, not what your value is. Your value is what fill in the blank of your personality. And so as a society, we elevate the outward. Whereas if we focused on the inward, I, I think that we'd all kind of feel less pressure and then maybe this would kind of course correct. Oh, totally. Totally. That's actually, it's so funny that you say that mm-hmm. about your friends, because that's actually an exercise that oh. I have clients go through so many different ones, but that's Mm -hmm. one specific thing where I'll be like, okay, if you are feeling this pressure to be thin, to be X pounds, to be X size, and you know, you're having all of these self-critical thoughts and you're scared of people judging you when you walk into a room, if this was your best friend, your mom, your sister, and she like was really vulnerable with you and told you, you know, like, I feel X, Y, and Z. What would you say to her? Would you be like, yeah, you should lose that weight. You don't look great. No, you would say, wow, you are so kind. You're compassionate. You're loyal. And I think that that's something that I really strive. I mean, I don't have a daughter. I hope to someday, but I have two boys to model for them is, okay, yes, you're handsome, but you're also smart. You're also really, really athletic. You're kind, you're thoughtful. I want to call out all of those things because I think that that is what makes a good human. Like it's not just about the way that you look. It's actually the least important thing about you. Yeah. Yeah. And I can appreciate men or women that discipline themselves enough to be athletic and to do endurance sports and to run. I think that's all really great. So I don't want people to hear me thinking that I just, I don't want to poo-poo like a great form. Great. But I just think when it becomes the focus or what we elevate as a society, it's not healthy. It's just, there's so much more to be done in life and to, I don't know, it, it, maybe it's, I'm very sensitive to it because I had such a preoccupation for a long time with this, but it's, yeah, I don't see it to be a healthy thing, but I feel like we never even got to things (laughs) we're really going to talk about. I love the conversation we had, but is there anything that you really wanted to share that you wanted to tell the listeners of the minimalist moms podcast before we wrap this up again, this isn't the conversation I had in mind, but I think it was really good. I think this is so such a helpful conversation for so many women. So I'm, I'm really glad that we had it because, um, i talk a lot on a lot of different podcasts about hormones and how that impacts how you feel in your body, whether that's your mood or your you know, weight or your bloating or whatever the case may be, because that's a lot of the work that I do with my clients, but I've actually never really had a conversation fully around body image and being enough and recognizing your worth. Um, and so I think that this is a really valuable conversation because in my opinion, this is where the work starts. You have to be able to shift your mindset before you're able to shift 
any of your habits Mm -hmm. around the way that you act. For example, if you have that limiting belief that we're talking about of not being enough, Mm -hmm. are you ever going to stop trying to chronically diet? Are you ever going to set boundaries and say no to things that you don't really want to do so that you can allow yourself to rest, to reset your cortisol, to reset your blood sugar, to reset your estrogen and progesterone? No, probably not. And so shifting your beliefs beforehand so that you have a much easier go and less self-sabotage, like that's the key. So I'm really glad that we talked about all this. Yeah, me too. Me too. I think there's a lot that we could have talked through before we got on the call here. We talked about you're very pro stripping everything away and getting back to basics. So my final question I may have, I guess I haven't really asked questions. We just had a conversation, but a question I do have for you is what is just one quick tip that you would leave with listeners of what they could implement to kind of go back to basics with all of this? Great question. So we're talking about physical health. The foundation for that, in my opinion, are two things. One, sleep and making sure you're getting adequate sleep. From us moms out there, that can be really, really hard. Like I told you before we hopped on, my uh, five-month-old was up from 1 to 2.30 last night. And so getting the best sleep that we possibly can and like doing that in a way where, again, like you don't have to take sleep medication or do all those things. Like have a great sleep hygiene, read a book before bed, put your phone away, take a bath, do things that are going to set your brain up and your body's hormones, your melatonin, things like that up for success so that you can get this good deep sleep that you have available to you. The other foundational thing for good, healthy hormones and good physical health, in my opinion, is gut health because so much of hormone production is actually made in our gut. And so it actually impacts our mood. It impacts our energy levels impact so many different things. And so if you are somebody who's dealing with chronic bloating or issues with your gut, stop guessing about what it is and go get tested, go get tested for small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, candida, leaky gut, find out exactly what you're dealing with and implement the right things that are going to help you heal that so that you ultimately feel better. And then everything in terms of your, you know, hormonal cascade and everything else starts to hopefully fall back into place with the right protocols. And so the one thing that I'll recommend is not necessarily like a probiotic or a supplement, but like, let's all go back to whole foods enough with the processed stuff every single day starting your morning with Dunkin' Donuts, coffee and a donut, and then having pasta for lunch. And then dinner is a burger. Like let's eat some and like chips and stuff like that throughout the day as snacks. Like let's eat real whole food. And I promise you will feel a difference. With anything, the more that you do something, the easier it is to break. So, I mean, just try and break that circle habit that you have and rewrite that train track, you know? Right. With, with one, that's the one thing I always try to tell clients to focus on with one thing at a time. So if I'm telling you like, go eat more whole foods, that doesn't mean like go overhaul your life and like completely cut everything out. Start with breakfast. Okay. How can I have more whole foods at breakfast? Am I going to have a smoothie where I blend up some vegetables and fruits and hemp seeds and nut butter? Or am I going to have lunch where I have like a big green salad? Start Mm -hmm. with one meal and then see how that makes you feel and then keep going and then keep going and then keep going. But don't like try to do it all at once because that never works. That is not sustainable. That's not the right approach at all. 
Well, and then you lose momentum because you're just like, this is so hard. I can't maintain this. So when you realize what you're doing right rather than what you're doing wrong, Mm -hmm. that is what creates momentum. And I think that you can realize what you're doing right if you start really slow and you build up. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I mean, I did not get here to where I'm at. Uh, I mean, lean cuisines. I was, I sometimes would eat two of those when I was on my first healthy kick. I'm like lean cuisines. They're so locale. I'm going to eat two. And yeah, my poor body, my poor heart with all that sodium. Oh my gosh. We can have a whole separate conversation (laughs) around calories and the idea of calories and how we've been taught that calories are the marker of health. Oh yeah. We'll save that for another day. For another day. Um, cool. Well, where we never even introduced you, but where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online? Amazing. You can find me at wellness by Kelly K E L L E Y on Instagram and wellness by Kelly.com spelled the same way. Um, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. What did you think of the episode? If you enjoyed this conversation, I want to encourage you to leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. Leaving a rating and review is the best way you can help this podcast continue to succeed and grow. Again, thank you to everyone who supports The Minimalist Moms by listening, leaving those rating and reviews, or following along on social media at Minimalist Moms Podcast. As always, I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com, and there you can find links to the Instagram account, my Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.